0: Coming up on Guys Talking Sports, we got a lot to cover. But first off, Happy New Year to everyone in 2023. Wish you many blessings. At this point, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff in the world of sports. We're going to talk about the college football title game where Georgia, quite frankly, destroys CTU. We're going to give our thoughts about that. We're also going to talk about the NFL and the playoffs just starting off. We're going to give our thoughts on the
1: NFL playoffs and maybe some other stuff. My co host Adrian
0: Catwell, and Earl Ross join me on Guys Talking Sports, and that begins right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports. This is 2023, and we are back. We're ready to get started. We have a lot to talk about in the world of sports today. Got my co host with me, nice and smooth. You know, what's going on, fellas? Happy New Year. Let's get this started off right. How are you guys
2: doing today? Doing good. I was feeling a little bit nostalgic. I heard on the radio an old St. Ives commercial from way back in the day and was wondering to myself, what happened to the good old malt liquor commercials of the early 90s? Because those are (laughs) damn good commercials, damn good music. Nate Dogg singing, Wu Tang rapping, Ice Cube rapping about St. Ives, which was Actually funny.
3: <laughs> you can't forget the, the GOAT, the OG. <laughs> Billy, Willie, Billy Billy D.
2: GOAT <laughs> wow. oh, 45. Nah, man. Those those old ones. <laughs> way blow that one out the door. Wow. Man. You
0: know it's crazy that you talk about nostalgia because um G was online on Facebook posting mad old pictures and um has everybody talking.
1: Uh, and I'll just leave it at that. Did I get cut off again? Can you hear me?
2: Uh, I like you probably a little bit of everything.
0: Did y'all hear what I said?
2: About the old photos that our friend is putting out on Facebook? Yeah,
0: man. And everybody old and new nostalgic is responding, which is kind of, kind of nice.
3: Well, I hope I, I hope I stay incognito and don't appear
0: in any of those photos. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I know we can talk about that at our own time, So let's get right into it. Talk about what's going on in the world of sports today. Um, what better way to kick off in the world of sports and what's going on? Uh, let's recap some of the stuff that happened. As a matter of fact. So let's get back into it with the college football as, of course, um, Georgia Bulldogs becoming a national champion, kind of spanking TCU. Um, I use that mildly. Um, They put a a beating on TCU. Um, It was very different. I wasn't expecting that. I thought TCU was going to have a better game, but I digress. I'll let you guys talk about it. What are your thoughts on the national championship game? And with Georgia becoming, you know, the second in back to back uh championships, winning their second back. I mean, winning their back to back
1: championships. And that's dude, that was about a thorough ass whooping I've seen in a long time. <laughs>
3: with, uh, <laughs> and I mean that was thorough. Like they that's one of those where they whooped them up and down the field and they beat them on every aspect offense, defense, special teams, i man, I was just straight-up nasty. Like, they made TCU. TCU was a very good team. Like you, I thought they would have put up a better fight. But, damn, that just goes to show how, how far ahead, light years ahead that Georgia is on a good amount of additional Power 5 schools and there's only a handful of schools that can sit there and challenge them, so to speak. And when I say a handful, I, I maybe three: <laughs> Alabama, Ohio State. Uh, that's probably, it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I think Georgia is submitting their their legacy. And if they continue this this upward uh, trajectory, I could see them topping Alabama. I don't see them. I could see them in Alabama just going neck and neck about who's going to be one two for the foreseeable future, as long as Saban is still there and uh, the coach of Georgia is still there. It's gonna it's gonna be it's probably Georgia, Alabama than everybody else, unfortunately. So. I'm just happy that a Big 12 school represented in the championship game for once. I'm just not too pleased that a Big 12 school got their ass kicked th- thoroughly uh, in the process. I mean, that
0: uh, the largest scoring margin in bowl history, you, you know, that's not a, best, yeah. a great way to represent the Big 12. That's for sure.
2: Uh, no, well. and it, it, <laughs> it, it was sad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. You, I mean, to me, this game came came down to the the um, the level of talent that both teams have, and there was clearly a better pool of talent on one side of the football than it was on the other side of the football. And um, you would, you know, I thought that TCU might have gave it a better go. I mean, based on the games that they had the prior week, I mean, those are some really good games i mean hell georgia i mean i mean let's keep it 100 if it wasn't for a hooked field goal they <laughs> they, they wouldn't have been in the championship game so um right. he, so it's like yes they have a better talent than tcu um but were they 65-7 you know that better than them or was tcu just having a just was an off day because they just look like oh uh, they just got put, you know, it looked like it was going to be a, a, a go of it. Like when it was 10 to seven. And then it was just like, it was like a, a switch got flipped and it was just like, you know, it was, was it? Was uh, it 24 to seven then 31? It's like, what the hell? I turned the game off before halftime. Cause I was like, it's a wrap. And I came back and they were at 65, seven. And they had the second and third strings in there and they were still putting in work. So I'm like, TCU, did you just like, you know, did you just shoot your load too too early with Michigan? <laughs> or what? I mean Damn.
0: But it also it kinda makes me wanna wonder what would have happened if Michigan would have played Georgia if there would have been a
3: the same outcome. I, I Yeah, Michigan Michigan would have got their ass kicked too. Ohio State was the only team that was, in my opinion, that was able to give Georgia a go. And it showed in that in that semifinal game. Because like Earl said they were lucky that it was a misfield was the reason why they they were even in the championship game. So Michigan would just put sort a of chance. Heck no. So it was basically the
0: winner Not out of
3: Georgia, Ohio State. <laughs> well, I would rather see that uh, I would rather yeah. see that uh, that matchup again. The following
2: week. <laughs> <laughs> that that was a, a, a way better matchup than, than what we saw. It was it, it was and one thing was embarrassing and it just gives all the people um who are haters of the expanded playoff system to saying, Hey, we don't need all these teams in there. We just need SEC and Big Ten. <laughs> yeah, no you
0: it definitely doesn't hurt, it doesn't It doesn't help at all, especially for people that's been calling out for balance. This is the reason why they're, this is a clear example of, you know, why they're gonna argue that there shouldn't be no balance. Like you said, it's gonna be, it'll just be the SEC team at the most. So, I, I was really rooting for them, but by halftime, I just knew it wasn't. I, you know how it is by halftime, you're like, all right, you know it's over, but then you have that slimmer of hope that they'll make it a little bit more competitive than what it is. And by the time third quarter, it was just like,
2: yeah, they're not what it is. I didn't even need to have time. Let me, let me, I turned the game off before, before the second quarter.
3: <laughs> I, I remember when I remember when E Hughes turned the game off and I was still at work. So I left work and I said, all right, I'm gonna stop over and grab me a, a light, a light dinner. And head on home. So when I was sitting at the bar waiting for my dinner, when I pulled up, it was like 50-something to seven. I was like, but damn, it was just 38-7 at halftime. I was like, what the hell? It's almost like as
1: if they just laid down in the third quarter and said, do whatever the hell you want to (laughs) do. And just just keep it moving. (laughs) You know what I'm saying?
0: I I, I don't even know where to begin off of this. I, I definitely was expecting more. But at the end of the day, Georgia did what they needed to do. So I, you know, I'm not mad. I definitely ain't mad. To be honest, the only thing I can take away from this is that I'm just glad it wasn't Alabama. <laughs> I know,
2: you know and I don't. I, I, I don't I, even I, think any of you guys might have. Su- Go ahead, Ace. What's that?
1: No, I was going to say that.
3: I was going to um, say this is the one time I wouldn't have minded. It would have been a Georgia-Alabama game. National
0: Championship Game. <laughs> After that game, right? <laughs> it,
3: would have, it would have been a little bit more competitive.
2: <laughs> My question is, you know, you know, you know, Georgia is stacked defensive wise, um, and they do got some good, you know, pieces. They're probably going to lose a bunch of players, you know, but they do have some good second stringers. My more concern is how is that offense going to be? Because you had Stetson Bennett, your QB. For the last what three years and yeah. they won a championship, too. I mean, as much defense as uh, you can have, you got to have a QB that can at least give you the threat of doing something. And I think when Alabama and Clemson were going back and forth, you know, as much as a better defense that Alabama had, I thought what kept Clemson in there was that their quarterback play was better than Alabama's with Deshaun Watson and then Trevor, then Trevor Lawrence. Now, after that, you saw the, you know, you saw the drop and we see how things are right now, but um, you gotta have a, a good quarterback to go along with that great defense to at least, you know, you know, keep teams at bay.
1: That's true. But, but then again,
3: uh, think about all those years, Alabama was winning those championships and their, their quarterback play was, wasn't exactly stellar. But they managed to still weather the storm.
1: I yeah, know.
2: I don't think the SEC really, anybody really had a good quarterback that was able to really, I don't want to say put fear in the defense, but make the defense have to think, you know, a second or two. Not up until very
1: recently. <laughs> yeah. Whew, I guess they
3: realized that they needed uh in Alabama's sake, I guess they realized they needed a a person of color at the QB to, that was a <laughs> bit more mobile than their typical uh drop back quarterback. All the spade a spade. Possibility. I mean, outside of Mac Jones, in between, what, the last, but it was Tua, then Mac, then, then, uh, hold up. Uh,
2: yeah, it hurts, Tua, it hurts, and, then,
3: hurts, and then Mac right. Jones. Yeah. Right, and then now you have uh, the kid, uh, I forget the kid's name now. Um, so, yeah, once they became a bit more dynamic, then Alabama became a
1: lot more difficult to stop. Well, it's again, like I said. I,
0: I we'll see how the expansion holds up eventually, but I think that this was huh, disappointing, <laughs> to say the least. Um, but we'll see how things progress for next year. Um, I just don't want it to be. I, I kind of want more. That's what. <laughs> With the playoffs expanding, I think that it will overall eliminate these games that um, with Georgia and TCU, I think this will happen more so during the bowl season, during the playoffs, but not at the championship level. I think the expansion of the playoff system would do that, um, where you will actually literally have two of the best teams. I think overall, this would be something that would be more of like a semifinals
2: Uh, matchup, if if, if any. Yeah, I think it's going to probably be how pretty much the NFL is, or even like the NBA finals, you have all the teams. At the end of the day, you know, nine times out of ten, you usually get the two best teams from each conference. Yeah, you're going to have some bad – people have a bad game or there's going to be a a lucky bounce field goal here and there, but normally you do wind up with the – the two better teams now. You might have a blowout in the Super Bowl or you might have a a sweep in the NBA Finals, but it usually all shakes out. Yeah,
0: that is true. Eventually, it will balance itself out. That's, I see where you go with that. It will eventually balance itself out. So I'm not going to take this as like the worst thing since sliced bread. Um, I'm just going to, it's one of those games that, you know, it just had to happen. It will balance itself out, <laughs> but let's get into more. Speaking of, well, we might as well move on um, from the college football scene to the NFL. Um, now that the playoffs are all set, um, you got, I mean, yeah, you got Kansas City and Philadelphia, the number one seed, so they get a bye, um, and then you have a plethora of teams playing. Um, San Francisco and Buffalo is number two. Um, Minnesota and Cincinnati, number three. Jacksonville and Tampa Bay four, and so on and so on. Um, let me get you real thoughts. I mean, real quick. Um, your surprises of the end, the playoffs, uh, who made the playoffs and your disappointments So who didn't make. It. Um, I want
1: to give kudos.
3: I I'm not trying to sound like a homer, but just probably will sound like a homer. But shout out to Seattle. That's all I
0: gotta say.
3: Now they earned that. I,
0: I I'm I'm not even going to knock that. To be honest, I completely agree with you as far as my surprise. They earned that. Not only did they earn that, I have to say that um got coach's name. So PC. Uh, yes. That should be a coach of the year, Kennedy, for what they've done, if they have coach of the um For what, he, what he's done with that roster to get them to the playoffs, where everybody thought that they were not even going to make the playoffs, there's going to be a top team to get, I mean, to be number one in the draft, you got to get credit where credit is due.
1: So I, I, definitely kudos to, to Seattle.
0: Yeah, and, and sur- Jackson. same thing. I'm sorry, guys.
2: Now I was going to say, my surprise is not so much of of uh, you know the teams in the playoffs. This is more so who didn't make it, and that's uh, the Packers. I can't believe they wet the bed against Detroit like that. I mean, I I thought that you know. The, the golden boy number 2 was going to wrap it up and get his team in the playoffs and you know the uh the legend of Aaron Rodgers you know goes on but they got the ass spanked by the Detroit Lions so that's the one that shocked everybody else i mean Seattle i th- I thought Seattle would make it to the playoffs um by midseason they were playing really well mm-hmm. um um, and um, the Jacksonville Jag- Jaguars did surprise me, but more so, I was surprised that Aaron Rodgers couldn't close the deal.
0: Ace, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah. Um,
1: I'm not surprised. I'm. When it comes to Green Bay,
3: I think Aaron Rodgers just got a, a nice, big slice of humble pie. Recognizing that, yes, you are a GOAT. Recognizing that you are one of the better quarterbacks ever to play the game. But it still shows that you can't expect to think that your top wide receiver is going to get traded or he's going to leave the agency. And you got a bunch of rookies and unknown wide receivers that you're just going to automatically come in there and think that everything is going to be great. And I think he he realized that yeah, um, I can't be missing OTAs and I can't I can't not be present during um, during fall practices and think that everything's going to be okay because I'm Aaron Rodgers. So I think this nice dose of uh, humble pie really really kind of put his put him in perspective, and I think that's why he's considering long and hard about. Uh, retirement just because <laughs> I think it's I think it's entitlement of not wanting to do OTAs and go to practices and, and trying to build that rapport with his wide receivers is gonna be the one that it's gonna be a thing to haunt him. So if he gets traded or he decides to go to another team, he's gonna to have to do these things. And he doesn't seem like he wants to, so he might as well just ride off in the sunset. Not the way he wanted to, but it's almost like he's putting himself in that situation because he doesn't want to be that guy that, that builds, that builds that relationship. You know, they, I think he wants his receivers to think on his level and they, they just aren't there yet. They they started to come around towards the end of the season, but I don't think he wants to put in that work. So he gets what he deserves.
0: (laughs) All right, I wasn't expecting that much, but I get what you're saying. Um I have to admit, for them to lose to Detroit in the last game of the season is kind of like ironic in a sense. Um and to be honest, now that Detroit has a better record <laughs> than Aaron Rodgers, that's even more surprising as well. Um, but I have to say I, I agree with you about Green Bay. Um, but I have to say, there's two disappointments in me. Um, and of course, the first one I'm thinking about is the champs, um, LA, being where they are, not making it at all, not even in the contention of be- being in the playoffs. Thought that was kind of heartbreaking. breaking. But um, that is more so, like you said before, about when you put your eggs in one basket. You know, this is the outcome that you're going to get. Even though they, you know, they did win the Super Bowl, so give credit where credit to do, but I thought it was gonna be a little bit more competitive than where they are were. Um, so that's really my first one. And quite frankly, the second one is not really surprising, but I was surprised throughout the whole season. And that's the New York Jets. Um uh, for them to drop at least seven, I mean seven games in a row. When they was like seven and four, and everybody was talking that they guaranteed that they was gonna make the playoffs, to fall out the way that they did, that to be honest, it's bad. Um, and you know, you could blame put some, you could put some blame on the injuries and things of that nature. I'm Siri, I'm not talking to you. Um, you could put blame <laughs> on injuries and things of that nature, but the, the, the whole thing was that they were in a position to make the playoffs. Anything, they fell. Like, like they fell hard, um, so I know that they'll be better off next season, especially if they look to go look to go find a quarterback with all the quarterbacks that are coming out in free agency or through trades. They'll find something, but I just thought that overall that for them to be seven and four initially and then to fall out of playoff retention, I thought that was bad. Yeah, I'm
2: gonna work. Uh, I'm gonna work backwards. I. The, the Rams, I'll give it to them. They they caught the injury bug like nobody's business. And, um, I mean, was it a portion of, the, of it in the beginning? Super Bowl hangover? Probably so. But you got Matthew Stafford going. You had Cooper cut that was off the line. Vaughn Miller had dished and took the money in some Buffalo. And then Aaron Donald got hurt. Jalen Ramsey was hurt. And I think midway through the season, once Aaron Donald realized where the shit was going, he was like, why the hell I'm coming back? Because he didn't come back the last... Oh practically last month, so they just got hit with injury bug, and, and you know, I don't blame, you know, the coach for debating about whether he wants to come back. They ain't got no picks. They ain't writing that ship no time soon, so <laughs> they're going to be stuck where they at, but the Jets, yeah, man, they were, after they beat the Bills, people were thinking, okay, you know, they got something here, and then it's like the wheels just came off. Zach Wilson just, ugh. They brought in Mike White. They thought Mike White was going to be a good thing. He didn't turn out to be. Now you got the owner talking about, you know, you know, our, you know, the missing link is the quarterback, and I might pay for a quarterback, even though you just drafted Zach Wilson two years ago as a second, you know, picking a draft. They're a mess. <laughs> and I'm surprised Robert Sala didn't get fired after, you know. He was forced to let the O.C. go. And I don't think that was all him. He just, he, oof. Yeah,
0: I, but I think
3: that that's I, important. I, go ahead, Oh, no, I was just going to think, because I think they're, they're going to try to put the eggs in all of them on basket and try to get after uh, Lamar Jackson. Versus, I, know, I know our boy B. don't want that to happen, but it wouldn't shock me if the Ravens pussyfoot around and try to franchise tag him and the Jets move in and try to offer him a look deal. Don't be surprised. I, the, the Jets got the weapons. I get it.
0: <laughs> but to be honest, I can't see Lamar Jackson because that will hurt their weapons with him running all the time. And I'm not knocking it back to what he does. I think that there's other quarterbacks that will be more better suited for more balance for on their passing attack. But I do believe that they're QB no, 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 no. market. Like, let's be honest. Like there's already talks up here about them um thinking about going after Derek Carr. So like they're really pushing to to for them to go after Derek I mean that I would say,
1: be a good look
0: too. And I, I think that they're looking at that more let me rephrase that. The fans want want Carr more than they want Lamar Jackson.
3: Yeah. And honestly, as far as numbers go in the past couple years, years, Carr and Lamar Jackson are pretty much identical. Um, playoff appearances and wins and losses in the playoffs, yeah, they're not too spectacular for either one. But if you want to add that added dimension of Lamar Jackson, what he can do with his legs, and the fact that he has a pretty decent arm, he can throw it. He could throw the rock. He just never had any wide receivers. Being that I live in the Baltimore area, you know, I kind of hear this stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't have any weapons of wide receiver, and he has to constantly look for his tight ends. So just think if he had actual real wide receivers and a halfway decent tight end, which the Jets has, along with the dynamic run game that they have. And the Jets would be dangerous if you got a healthy Lamar Jackson, to be honest. You would have to respect Lamar Jackson and everything he brings to that table. True, I will. Put and like, their defense is
0: nasty. <laughs> yeah, and Salah will definitely make sure that defense is accountable. Oh,
3: for sure.
0: Yeah, I will put but, it like this: any quarterback at this stage will be better than where they are right now.
3: <laughs>
1: that's really
0: what we—that's really what we're saying. Any hey. quarterback at this point would be an upgrade of what they have right
2: now. I mean. There will be some QBs out there, you know, that will be accessible to get. Derek Ooh. Carr is one of them. You know, Jimmy G is the I man out at this particular point. That's another one that that right that could that could work and has and has familiarity. So it's it's um it's not a dry, it's 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 not it's not dry, you know, in the free agent markets, QB is concerned. I mean, hey. Who knows? The Jets could make a splash and you know try to trade for Lamar Jackson if they franchise tag him and heck, you know, maybe they can go in there and see if they can make maneuvers and bring in um you know Hopkins out of out of Arizona because it's it's word that he might want to get out of get out of Dodge.
3: Well, that was gonna be my 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 disappointed team as well. Uh with them firing uh Kingsbury. Uh, <laughs> And uh, their their quarterback going down, it was just a hot mess. You know, you knew it was going to come down to either the coach or the quarterback, and they just signed the, the quarterback for a long-term deal against their better judgment at that. <laughs> and <laughs> somebody had to go.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So i would be curious to see what Arizona go- – the, the way Arizona goes. But I, I don't think our Hopkins would want to leave Arizona – because with uh, I can't even think of the quarterback's name. No top name Kyler right? Murray. Yeah, when Kyler Murray's healthy, D Hop is lethal. I just think that everybody lost respect for Kingsbury in that locker room.
0: To be honest, I I wouldn't That's, be surprised if some people lost respect for Kyler too, with all that stuff that went down. You know, it, the chemistry wasn't there, and it's not right. just it's not just Kingsbury. It's, just, it's Clinsbury. It's just that chemistry was not there from
2: the jump. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I once agree. you saw, once you saw Kyler Murray screaming at the coach, you know, talking about, you know, you know, calm your ass down. I got this. I've never seen a quarterback, you know, bark at a, at a at a coach like that. Once I saw that, I was like, yeah, it's it's just a matter of time. He' about to be. He he' about to be out.
0: Yeah. Um, can we also say one of the mm. other- can We also say one of the other biggest disappointments was the Broncos.
1: <laughs> the The Broncos.
3: Oh wow, yes Whew. I mean, poor poor Russell
1: Wilson.
0: <laughs> I thought that'd at least be at least average, but not like
3: this. Uh, yeah, I mean not- Pete Carroll. It makes Pete Carroll look like a damn genius. That's what it looks like
2: <laughs> right now. but I'm I, you know I'm not I don't buy laying it all on the feet of 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 um, Russell wilson. yeah, he 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 shares some blame in this, but that coach was a bad coach who should never got the job to begin with. He was That's weighing right. over his head from from get-go. and um mean to tell me, you know, Russell Wilson, for all of his faults, was considered an all pro and maybe a, a future a Hall of Famer made it to two Super Bowls, just goes to the Broncos in one year and just and looks like he shouldn't even be in the league. I, I don't buy it. I don't think his talent level is, is shot like that. I just think that a lot had to do with the coaching and, and the scheme that they were running. It's just it, it was just bad. I think he's going to have a bounce back year, depending on who they get as a, who they bring in as a coach.
1: No. I, heard they, I heard they're going
3: hard over uh, Sean Payton. <laughs> okay, yeah. that's going to be
1: interesting.
0: If that happens, that's going to be very interesting. Well, I do agree with you, Slim. That it wasn't really all on, it wasn't all on Russell Wilson. You could tell that it was. It's the same thing with Arizona. Like, you could tell that it was just something was not flowing. Um, I don't think – the defense, I think, was, was, was as, this, as advertised, but it was just everything – something was just off. And you could definitely tell that from the jump.
2: From game one.
0: Yeah, definitely.
2: Definitely. Yeah. I have a question. Uh, I have a question to you, Ace. Are you uh, are you still glass half empty and on your Forty uh, ers
1: I can ask you the same question about the Giants. Oh! <laughs> I, don't,
2: I I I tell you what the Giants are at, but you're the one who's always been no matter what.
1: <laughs> that is true. Well, I put I put like this. Um, I wonder. I, I truly wonder if it's
3: Shanahan and the O.C.'s philosophy that makes all the QBs look halfway deep, above average playing for the 49ers. Sort of like when, when Brady was in his prime with New England and all the New England quarterbacks looked like gods and everybody tra- traded for them. And then when they go to their new teams, they look like crap. Um, I'm not saying Brock Purdy isn't a good quarterback. I think the 49ers have great schemes, offensive schemes and a, a hell of a lot of weapons, and it makes it easy for a quarterback to look good. Now, with all that being said, am I leery?
1: I'm leery if they decide that Purdy doesn't play well
3: because it's a playoff game, and they pull him and they put Jimmy G in in hopes that he can spark some, something with the uh, with the 49ers. Wait a second.
2: Is Jimmy G um, been back yet?
3: They said that he could be back in the playoffs. They, I mean, obviously, Purdy's been playing so well that there's no real talk about a Jimmy G, but it wouldn't shock me if he's numbered QB2 come playoff time.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, there's no real need to talk about Jimmy G because Purdy is playing out of his ass. And it's great, you know what I'm saying? But I don't know. Um, I'm not saying
1: Purdy is due for a bad game. I'm just saying that. I think we might have lost him on the road. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was
2: waiting for it. He was there. right about to make that point. <laughs> well, what about you and the Giants? Let's get your thoughts on that. You know, what? I am pleasantly surprised about the Giants. I honestly didn't see this coming at all at the beginning of the season. I thought at best they might get sniffed the playoffs, get real close, and maybe just miss it by a hair. Mm-hmm. And thank God they beat the Colts because I didn't want their last game coming down to the Eagles to get in. Yeah. But um, I was pleasantly surprised with the Giants' performance. Um, I think – I think they have a, a good shot at beating the Vikings in the first game. I mean, they played them pretty tough and it took a 63-yard field goal for them to beat in the last go-round. So I think they go in with confidence. Um, am I expecting a whole lot from them outside of that? Not a whole lot because they're they're good when you have Saquon and Daniel Jones running. But like you said, it's, the ace was, ace was saying with Brock Purdy, you know, when is that bottom going to fall out? So I think if they beat the Vikings and they'll advance, and depending on who they play, um, I think the talent level, they may not be able to overcome it. So, you know, I'm 50-50 about them beating the, beating the Vikings. Let me like 60-40 that they, that they could, but like I said, they lose, not a surprise. So
0: they play the winner of Seattle and San Fran too.
2: And I think, not, I, don't, I don't think they're going to beat <laughs> San, San Fran. However, you know, hey, San Fran better come in there and take their business against Seattle because Geno is a, is a pretty good quarterback and they have a decent defense. And it's hard to beat a team three times. That is true. That is true.
0: That is true. I
2: just, I just wanted to ask Ace before, you know, before he dropped off is uh, what's going to be the deal if Brock Purdy, let's say, makes it to the, NFC championship game and loses, or God forbid, makes you the Super Bowl. To be honest, that was what you gonna do with Trey Lance.
0: (laughs) That was one of the questions I was gonna ask him, but (laughs) I'm also gonna ask that same question with you. How far do you think the Giants can go where you will see them actually keeping Daniel Jones? Or if not, do you think they got he did enough for them to extend this
2: contract? I think it did enough for them to extend the contract um, when they lose this game. I think. Plus, they don't really have any other options to go at this particular point. Um, they did well enough not to get a high pick in the draft. So, you know, all the good QBs are going to be gone by the time they pick. Um, so it makes sense. I mean, do I think Brian Dayball and the coaching staff believe that he's their quarterback long term? Probably not. But I think he's probably good enough to get them by for right now until they fix the roster as a whole, and then, you know, a year or two, you know, you know, pick a QB that they can get on a cheap and mold it and bring them in because it's easier. Like Ace, like Adrian said, to have a great team around and drop, you know, a QB in there that could be, you know, not great but you know but good and flourish as opposed to getting a good QB, you have no pieces around them. And, you know, it's a disaster. So I I think he's played well enough to get an extension. How long that extension is going to be, is probably going to determine how far they go. (laughs) But I think he'll probably get maybe a two to three year extension. He won't break the bank. He ain't going to set anything. (laughs) But I could see them giving him a maybe a two to three year extension just enough where it won't inhibit them from making any moves, but they'll have the quarterback for now until they can, like i say, get the rest of the roster, you know, straightened out and eventually pick up a QB, maybe not in this year, but maybe they'll go next year, depending on what next year looks like. It makes
0: sense. I mean, to be honest, Like you said, there's going to be a lot of QBs that's probably going to be open for for jobs in the free agency or via trades, especially this season. So this season could be the year of QB um, where there's a lot of changes to be made. So, um, and I know that there's so many teams out there that are looking for more stability from their QB. So it's just, free agency is going to be interesting, but. Until we get to that point, the playoffs is very much interesting. Um, Mm. We have Tampa Bay going against the Cowboys. And that's going to be an interesting match. And I will say this, if Tampa Bay beats the Cowboys, that's going to be bad. I I mean, there's so much. Tampa Bay, Dallas is going to be one game. You got uh, Chargers, Jacksonville. Ravens and the Bengals, Dolphins, Bills. Of course, you got your Giants against the Vikings and Aces, 49ers against Seattle. Um, I, w- I was going to wait till Ace was still I uh, um, was hoping that Ace would stay on because I wanted to get his picks. Um, so, um, I think we're probably going to end up holding off until next week to do our picks, unless you want to do some of the picks now. Like what team do you think, well, let me, let me put it this way. What team do you think out of those teams that are going to be playing in those games, what team do you think is going to shock everyone and perhaps provide an upset, um, that a lot of people don't think that will happen.
2: Ooh, that is a good question. Um,
1: I'm going to say oof.
2: Mm-hmm. I'll probably say the Jacksonville Jaguars over the Chargers.
1: OK. Yeah, I, yeah,
0: I could definitely
2: see that. I could definitely see that. Nothing else would be a, a, a surprise, because I think everything is pretty much you, is going to expect it, even if Dallas beats Tampa Bay, to me, that wouldn't be a surprise because, you know, over the season, they've been, a, they've been the better team up until the last, you know, couple of weeks. But, you know, if I had to pick our see Jacksonville over the Chargers would be my surprise pick. Yeah, I would
0: agree with you. To be honest, I probably would have picked Miami over Buffalo if Tua was playing.
2: If Tua was playing and Tua didn't have all these, you know, concussions, then yeah.
0: Yeah, that would probably be my surprise. Um, But I, I, yeah. Outside of that, outside of that, I would have to agree with you on that. Um,
2: So let me let me ask you this question real quick. So, do you agree with how the NFL handled? We're not going to talk about the the Demar Hamlin. You know what happened there because I think we kind of all agree that the stoppage of the game was warranted and not playing it was probably also warranted well being how they just you, you, no way to there was not enough weeks to fit another that game in there yeah. but do you agree with the ultimate this how they handled the end of it like the the no contest and then aoc championship game is is at a neutral site if the bills or the Bengals make it to the playoffs make it to the game
0: um i think so i mean because you never know what people's um, like, that kind of sticks. I mean, something like that happening, think kind of sticks in in the players. I could see that being a a, a problem. Um, I think having it on a neutral site is there. It's more so there, I guess you could say, what's the word I'm looking for? Their middle, you know, so to speak, where you can, they can just focus without actually looking at a particular scene that reminds them of what happened. Um, so I think they're trying to do their due diligence to do the best they can so that to make it more, you know, we don't wanna force you to go back too soon. So we're gonna give you this opportunity to play elsewhere where you don't have to, you know, that memory doesn't come back and you could just focus on football. So I, to be honest, I give them kind of kudos for doing it from a neutral position. Um, because they didn't have to, do it. but I, but you know for them to do it and offer it, I think that was a, a wonderful gesture.
2: Yeah, I was kind of going back and forth about this because um I I get what they did and I get they they try to find a the best way of, of handling it yeah and tr- and trying to be fair. I think in your way of trying to be fair i think it was slightly unfair on, on the flip side because by doing a no contest and you're saying that well because these two teams didn't have the same amount of games as the rest of the people did now you're kind of on it on the afc side strictly you kind of penalize kansas city because kansas city got the number one seed so the road to the Super bowl should go through kansas city mm-hmm. so if kansas city it's the AFC Championship game and they meet either the Bills or the Bengals. I'm not sure how the brackets would fall, but, you know, if they meet the Bills or Bengals in in this AFC Championship game, um, then it's a neutral site game. And, you know, also a little bit unfair to the ticket holders, you know, Kansas City, because now they're going to have to be put in the pool with everybody else to try to get tickets. Yeah. Uh, me personally, I thought that they were going to go with just a tie because – a tie in that game is is not couldn't have happened. That's something that, that really could have happened. Yeah. And you could have made it a tie. And I thought that I thought they were what's the word, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Over um. I thought they were overcomplicating the situation to the to a degree based on what happened to the player in the game. And I think that they overthought it where they could have just said, just make it a a tie game. And then both the teams could have went in, you know, with the tie, you know, on the records. And then you still run it the last weekend that you did. Because like I said, that game could have ended in a tie. And then it could have still wound up, you know, in week 18, still the same scenarios about who's going to get the number one seed or not
0: but the, the, I, I guess the question I, to be honest I, I, like I could see that happening Um, I guess the question would be more so I'm wondering if both teams would have to be okay with it for that to happen so I, I'm wondering if they had to get the approval from um, both teams um, they could have offered it and one of the teams probably could have turned it down or whatever the case would be we don't know Um, but I get what you're saying. Quite frankly, it, it kind of makes sense to do it that way. Um, I just don't know if they would, if all everybody was in agreement of it.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't know how, you know, it all went down. We'll probably hear all the details later on after the season is going to how they all really got to that point. But yeah, I agree. I mean, like you said, the two teams in question would have to have been okay with, you know, keeping as a tie or going as a no contest. But, you know, it's, like I said, I mean, some people were okay with it. Some people weren't. I'm like, I mean, did you really have to do it that way? Because it's your, I want to say is it's, it's not even an unfair advantage. Well, I guess you could say, because no, no one has home field. Now you're going to play possibly in Atlanta, a nice domed, no weather, be it Kansas City or Buffalo. So it's going to be a nice controlled you know environment you know not out in the element so i don't know i guess
0: i but then then you'll have the and my other thing would be that you would then have teams that are probably behind those two teams in regards to standing purposes if you give them a tie when they should some what a team would have had to lose. so i think that there's a lot of arguments in place where nfl was just like I'm not. Maybe it's not the best idea to go through all of this and hear arguments about why they're really giving them awarding teams a tie when they haven't actually played a game. So there, we don't know. We don't know how that that could have um, unfolded. So um, I get where you're coming from, um, but I, I would I, I would love to hear their explanation of why I think that would be so that we would get the clarification of why they. But yep. I, I definitely agree. And to be honest, it's kind of weird because um, Bengals play Ravens, Miami plays Buffalo, winning of those two games play each other. So it could be a possibility Bengals and Buffalo's rematch.
1: Mm. Uh,
0: oh, okay. And since Kansas City is on the opposite of the a- AFC, of course, if they were to play, the winner of those two teams would play the winner of Kansas City and the winner of Jacksonville and, or the winner of Jacksonville and San So mm. this this is going to be, I'm pretty sure teams, is hope, I mean, a lot of fans are rooting for a Buffalo Bengals rematch. Um, that would be must-see TV in a way.
2: Oh, it will. So oh, yeah, will. that would
0: be probably one of the most highly rated um, playoff games that's there.
2: Oh, yeah, it it it, it definitely will.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um so I mean I know we didn't get a chance to talk about MLB but I want to do it with you know, Ace in a mix cuz I want to definitely get his thoughts on a couple of people leaving certain teams um we definitely talk about um what happened with the Mets and the Red Sox and of course the Yankees how they all fit in um but we could definitely do that next week um, since we're almost out of time Let folks know where they can find you
2: guys. Uh, You can find me on Twitter, Snapchat, or the gram, uh, J.E. Ross, the number seven.
0: And of course, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, I am Al Quarles, Twitter and Instagram, I am Al Quarles. You can also catch Guys Talking Sports. We are back, so you can catch us every week. week, I mean, every week on Thursday. Um, We'll be live on YouTube when we go back to our live channel shortly. Um, and know you can also catch ace Um, he'll be back as well so it'll be all three of us again talking about sports and you know giving our opinion but we'd like to thank everybody for checking us out make sure you subscribe on the podcast guys talking sports wherever you listen to your podcast make sure you search for guys talking sports make sure you subscribe we really appreciate all the love and support out there but for now, without further ado, we like to thank you guys. Catch us next week. And until then, take care. God bless. Have a safe week. Be safe out there because these streets are cold. Stay safe and warm as well. All right. Take care.